Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. May is National Foster Care Month, a time to recognize foster children and parents across the nation and to bring awareness to the cause. Teresa Stivers is the CEO of Walden Family Services, a foster care, adoption, and youth services agency based in San Diego County. Well, Teresa, thank you so much for joining me to talk about this important issue. I was hoping you could give me um, a picture of the foster care situation in San Diego. How many children are in the system um, and, and what are some of the, the reasons they, they are there? Yes, well, there are sadly about 3,000 children in foster care in San Diego County. The, the majority of those that enter foster care here are due to neglect. Um, and then sometimes it's also child abuse or sexual abuse. And how many of these um, children are ultimately reunited with their families, go into adoption? I mean, what's the typical outcome? Well, obviously, the goal is to have those um, children reunited with their families. It's everybody's goal. Foster care is supposed to be temporary. For us, about 55% of our children are able to reunite um, when their parents are able to take care of whatever issues they had at their um at their residence. And so we're really happy with that when that works. We work with the foster parents um, who work with the biological parents and the whole team to really make sure that the biological family have what they need to be able to get their children back. Unfortunately, for those that who, um, who can't, then we work really hard to get them adopted, um, to find them a safe, loving family who will take care of them for the rest of their life. Will you talk more about how the system um, works, you know, how children are placed in foster care to begin with? I mean, what is the process? Do families have a, a certain amount of time to get their children back or, or just how does the whole thing work? Yes. Well, usually children are placed in foster care when somebody has called the child abuse hotline here in San Diego County. And it could be a medical professional, um, somebody at the school district, um, uh, a neighbor, a concerned family member. And then the county goes out to investigate and see what the situation is. And right away, um, services are offered to the family members. Um, so it, it could be a family member that has mental health issues or they could have addiction issues, et cetera. And if at all possible, and if it's safe for the child, obviously um, the best place is for them to stay with their biological family members. It's only when um, the county deems that it's not safe that they are removed from their homes and they're placed into an emergency shelter. And at that point, then the county decides um, the best route for that child. So they will start looking for um, another biological family member. It could be an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, even a neighbor. We have a board member who was a next door neighbor of two um, girls that took in and eventually adopted those girls because they were unable to reunify with their family members. But sometimes that's not possible depending on the family situation. So then the county will look at organizations like Walden and there are a couple of um, foster family organizations in San Diego. What we do is we specialize in taking those children who have extra needs. So the children that come to us are medically fragile, uh, they may have developmental delays. They're older children of color. 
large sibling groups, or they identify as LGBTQ. Those are the most difficult children to place into foster families. But Walden has been successfully doing that for decades. And in fact, we pioneered treatment level foster care for those that are most um, traumatized. The children that come to us have uh, very high levels of uh, adverse childhood experiences, also known as ACEs. So we provide treatment level foster care with carefully matched and carefully trained foster parents that work with medical and behavioral specialists, as, as well as our nurse, and a whole team of people to identify the best treatment plan for that child until hopefully those parents can resolve whatever issues that they have at home. But if not, then um, we look to those foster parents to adopt our children. Yeah, will you talk about the need for foster parents? How great of a need is there? And also, you know, if not foster parenting, how can people get involved and help with this cause? Absolutely. Well, the need is very great, particularly because um, of the Families First Act, which is closing down congregate care, also known as group homes in California. So um, previously, for those children like the ones that we served, they were considered unplaceable or unadoptable, and they ended up in group homes to live for the rest of their lives until they were kicked out of the system at 18. Um, in fact, Walden used to run such group homes when we originally started in 1976, and they're um, but then the research showed that those kids didn't have very good outcomes when they left the system at ages 18. So we quickly transitioned to family-based settings where the children and the youth learn to live in a family so that when they become independent, they know what it's like to live in a happy, nurturing family situation. But sadly, there are never enough families, particularly for those children that I mentioned that we serve, the most difficult and challenging to place. So it's critical that we get the word out that we need more families. But of course, not everyone is cut out to be a foster family. You know, a lot of people don't have the resources, um, the room in their home, et cetera. So there are other things that people can do. They can support us in other ways. They can join committees at Walden. They can join our board of directors. They can attend our fundraisers through their churches, their professional or personal organizations. They can get the word out on our behalf about the need uh, for foster families. They can do gift and holiday drives for us. At the, For instance, at the holidays, can you imagine being a child ripped from your home and being alone with a strange family um, during the holidays um, and help us collect gifts for those youth or back to school? We want our foster children and youth to have everything that every other child going back to school deserves to have. So that could be a new backpack, school supplies, school clothes, those kinds of things. So get your different organizations to organize either gift drives or spread the word about um, the needs of um, uh, for foster and adoptive families in San Diego. Or if it's even easier, just make a donation online at waldenfamily.org. It's quick, it's simple, and it's safe to do. But whatever resources you have, please consider helping a, a child in need in San Diego. We have so many children in our own backyard that need our love and our support. You mentioned in the past um, foster kids who are difficult to place would stay in groups homes until they aged out of the system. I mean, what happens now when these children reach age 18? You know, what resources are there to help them transition into adulthood and into the, the real world on their own? 
Yes. Well, several decades ago, we saw this happening to our youth at 18 um, when they were emancipating. And many of those youth ended up um, either homeless or incarcerated within 12 months of entering the system. So we started our own independent living skills program for our youth um, at age 18 and provided services up until 24 because the research shows that young people are not able to take care of themselves up, up until um, 24. In fact, I've got children that age myself and I can tell you that they're still calling me constantly. You know, my um, 22 and 24 year olds still need their parents' support but our children and youth in foster care don't have that. So we worked with several organizations, the, um, the John Burton Foundation and the uh, California Alliance to get some bills passed here in California that enabled those youth to choose to stay in foster care past the age of 18 if they so desire. And they had three options. They could stay with their current foster parents if they wanted to. They could move into an apartment provided by Walden and work with a case manager, and we will teach them independent living skills, or they could go on to college, live in a dorm, and get some support both financially um, and case management there. Um, we saw that um, for the most part, many of those youth wanted to move into their own apartments. So we were one of the first organizations to be licensed in Southern California to provide this. It's called Transitional Housing Program for um, former foster youth ages 18 up to the 24. We're the second largest provider in Southern California. In California. And what we do is we provide a fully furnished apartment, and that includes all of their food, their sundries, everything that they need to be able to live on their own. We provide them with a small stipend um, and we teach them independent living skills so that they, when they graduate from our program, they truly can live on their own. We they must be enrolled. Um, full-time, either in work or in school. Majority of them do a little bit of both, are part-time working and part-time schooling. And they must be working towards a set of goals that together we set for them. They must put money in the savings account. They must learn how to pay for their utilities, uh, clean their apartment, um, be good neighbors, learn how to cook, how to grocery shop and cook healthy foods, um, be able to go make their and attend their medical and their dental appointments, all of the things that parents teach their own kids, right? And so those are the skills that they need to be able to live on their own after they are finished with our programs. And we work with them and we're very proud. We've had some great success stories. Not all of them go on to a four-year university. Many of them go into some type of vocational program. We have a lot have become, um, have gone through cosmetology programs. Truck driving is actually a very uh, lucrative um, and uh, in high demand position right now. We have some folks who went into truck driving and they've actually been able to purchase their own homes here in Southern California. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's so great. It's really great. So those are the kinds of skills that we teach these young adults so that they break the cycle of child abuse, neglect, and poverty, and they can live on their own independently after they emancipate from these programs. And it's critical. And those resources, if they're not experiencing homelessness or sex trafficking or incarceration like so many former foster youth do, then those taxpayer dollars can be um, allocated to the programs that families really need here in San Diego, such as education, affordable housing, childcare, 
family services such as prevention and parenting. If those resources then are allocated to the families here in San Diego, we can prevent children from coming into foster care in the first place. You know, when we have staff meetings and leadership meetings at Walden, we say we'd like nothing better than to put ourselves out of business. Because if we do that, that means that we're doing our jobs. We're making sure that families have what they need to be successful and children don't come into foster care in the first place. And we do that by breaking the cycle of child abuse, neglect, and poverty that San Diegans are sadly facing here, unfortunately. Yeah, well, those are wonderful, heartwarming success stories. Um, I was wondering, when you look at the foster care system in San Diego County as a whole, how would you rate it? And and are there resources uh, that are still needed? Yes, well, actually, Walden works in every single county in Southern California. So we actually can compare and contrast very easily. Um, And I have to say that I think that San Diego County does a great job um, at Uh, taking care of the children and youth in foster care. Um, We have very low numbers compared to other counties, but I think there also are a lot of challenges. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, there are resources that San Diego needs desperately. You know, our cost of living is so high. Childcare is unaffordable. Families are struggling to survive. And so when parents are working several jobs, you know, and they're unable to care for their children or they're experiencing homelessness themselves and they're unable to care for their children, then that's when children enter into foster care. So it may not be necessarily abuse. It may be a family's um, difficulty to survive in San Diego. There are also other issues. For instance, we had a a young boy come into our care here in San Diego. Uh, he He was 12 years old. And he came into foster care because the um, he had kept go- he had diabetes and he kept going to the um, ER because um, it was uncontrolled diabetes and there were reports made as they do by medical professionals saying that you know that the family wasn't um, taking care of this and that the child was in danger of um, becoming seriously ill or dying. And um, the child came into care and it was a mom, single mom working multiple jobs, non-English speaking. And if you know anybody with diabetes, it's very hard. You almost need a master's degree in math to figure out how many grams of food, you know, all of these kinds of things that you have to do to, to successfully manage diabetes. And we figured on early, we figured out early on that perhaps our nurse needs to teach this young boy how to manage his diabetes, right? And we did that. We taught him to manage it. And once he was able to manage his diabetes on his own, he was able to return to his home. So those are the kinds of resources that families need here in San Diego, because it's not going to get easier to live here in San Diego by any means. If you look at all of the cost of living factors and all of the other quality of life factors um, that impact us for so many reasons here in San Diego, it's just going to get more difficulty. And the people who are going to suffer the most are the people who bank the least amount and have the least amount of resources. So what I would say is if we really wanted to care for children, youth, and families in San Diego, we would allocate more resources to those families, preventative programs, all of the things that I mentioned earlier, and take care of those families before they come into care. I do think San Diego is on the right path. 
um, especially compared to other counties that we work in. But because we have such high living expenses and other issues, we definitely need to double down or triple down on the programs that are available and the resources that are available out there for families to keep them intact, safe, and healthy. Yeah, thank you for sharing that information. Is there anything else that you would like to add um, for Foster Care Awareness Month? I would just like to say that um, there are children in your own backyard that need help. You know, I know a lot of people um, don't realize this because when you think of San Diego, you think of a beautiful, warm place with beaches and America's finest city. And for a lot of people, it is. And for myself included, you know, I grew up very privileged here in San Diego. Um, and my family has grown up very privileged. But unfortunately, there are too many families and there are too many people who are experiencing homelessness. And if you look at those um, people who are experiencing homelessness and incarceration in San Diego, um, many of them are former foster youth. And if we can tackle those issues early on, we can make our community a better place. A lot of people complain about the homelessness issue, but they don't look at the root causes. And so by being aware of Foster Care Awareness Month, which was instituted by President Reagan in 1988 to bring um, awareness to the plight of American children. If we realize that those children are in our own backyard and need our help, and we realize that there are a lot of problems plaguing our community and are able to connect the dots and make any small effort, whatever it is that you can do, then we can make our community a better place to live for everyone. Teresa Stivers, CEO of Walden Family Services. Thank you so much for joining me and for this information. Thank you so much for having me.